Hello, and welcome to Interdependent Study, our podcast where we engage in the learning and unlearning work for social justice and collective liberation. I'm Aaron. And I'm Damien. Thank you so much for joining us today. For those new to our podcast, Interdependent Study is meant to be a space and community for folks who believe in and want to do the work of social justice. Yes. Each week, we bring something new to the table and discuss our thoughts and feelings about it through the lenses of who we are and where we can go for a more just society. And we want Interdependent Study to be a space where we're always learning with one another. Uh, and Damien is up this week. Yes, so sir. what have you brought to the table today? All right. So I have brought an article to the table for us today in this wonderful episode, episode 85. 85, Isn't huh? Isn't that cool? Yeah. Um, so the article is called, What Will Happen in Georgia? Millennial mm. and Gen Z Voters Have Serious Power in the South. Uh, it was written by uh, someone named Ronald Brownstein, who is a senior editor over at The Atlantic, which is where uh, this article was published just last month in early October. Uh, he's also a senior political analyst for CNN. Um, and so this article really hones in on the impact that both of those groups, millennials and Gen Zers, uh, have had in elections going back even to like 2016, 2018, 2020, yeah. um, and certainly what their impact is going to be uh, in the South, but also beyond the South, right, as we gear up for uh, these upcoming elections. And I think with that, Ronald really takes a look at who our millennials and our Gen Zers are and, you know, what they are interested in and what's important to them, right? Mm -hmm. and, and sort of the impact of um, what their their sort of thoughts and feelings and beliefs and ideals will be uh, for us moving forward. So, you know, I think there's a lot to talk about with this article. Uh, I mentioned this last week when I, when I introduced it, but, you know, I wanted to bring this article to the table because we are knee deep in midterm election season right now. What? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I think I'm... I think I'm going to early vote later this week, so I'm looking forward to that. But, you know, there are so many states across the country with a lot of key races mm -hmm. and decisions on the ballot. Um, and yep. so um, I thought this was just a pretty timely piece for us. So, yeah. What did you think of it? Where do you want to start? Yeah. Well, if you're going to vote early this week, um, yeah. let me know. Make sure you don't vote often. Just vote early. <laughs> um, you're he, ma he makes jokes, everybody. Yeah, sometimes uh. they work. Um, <laughs> this one doesn't. Well, uh, <laughs> but so yeah, I thought this article was really good. I think voting as just a, a broad tool yes. um, of democracy is is an interesting interesting thing to consider. Um, you know, I think particularly uh, people are energized in the context of the Supreme Court decision, particularly the decision around Dobbs and overturning Roe v. Wade and some of the other things they have. Uh, coming up on the docket that we're hearing about in the news um, and the the insurrection, I think, oh, has, yeah. has activated a lot of folks. Absolutely. Um, and I, you know, but I also truly believe that voting won't be the only thing that gets us to collective liberation. It, it won't do that. Mm. Um, but we also have to, I, I think, we have to vote to stop the advance of white right wing extremists, uh, many of whom happen to be white, as I just. Yeah. said, yeah. Um, <laughs> in order to have something left to fight for. Um, yes, sir. So it has to look like fighting against the full abortion bans um, that are on the ballot in places across the country. Um, you know, also by electing people who are against that, um, you know, and as I said, voting down the ballot initiatives, uh, supporting candidates who are trying to do something in response to the insurrection um, or looking at expanding access to the vote. Yes. Um, you know, voting is is the baseline. Mm -hmm. um, and I think 
you know, the process is broken, but if we don't participate at all, then it'll just continue to deteriorate. Um, and you know, it, it might deteriorate even if we do participate and vote. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause that's, that might be how it works. Um, too, but at the very least we have to engage in, I think it, it sort of defend, um, defend the baseline that we do have, um, so that we can try to use that as a foundation to build upon something that, that actually meets the needs of people and, and gets us somewhere we want to be in terms of being free together. Oh man, I agree with all of that. I think I think that was one of my biggest takeaways too. This idea of voting definitely being the baseline, right? And and just so critically connected to our collective liberation, right? Mm-hmm. And and you know I want to think on the positive side of what you just said right there. Um, you know I think related to that, and 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 Ronald certainly talks about this in the article is the fact that not only are young people and especially young people of color mm-hmm. getting out and voting um, and just how important voting is to them. Um, but also the other takeaway for me is just how committed young people are to the issues that are impacting people in a real way. Right. You know, yeah. and so, you know, you talk about issues like access to the vote and mm-hmm. response to the insurrection and abortion. Right. And, um, you know, in, in this article, Ronald talks about so many other issues too um, that young people he interacted with in, in certain settings um, are interested in as well, right? Student debt relief and, yep. and and gun safety being being two that pop in my head, right? And so I think these issues are very important to young people because they recognize and they have seen the impact of our elections and yeah. Supreme Court rulings and decisions and and laws, right? And they know the impact that those things have on their generation and on generations to come. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just appreciated the context and the framing uh, that Ronald took here to talk about both who these folks are um, uh, and their commitment, not only to voting, but also to uh, the seriousness and the impact of these issues. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, one of the other things that comes to mind is an issue um, that, um, younger folks are more concerned with than older folks is the environment. Uh, uh, yeah, is a big one too. <clears throat> yeah. So, and we've been talking about the environment yeah. here. Yeah. Recently. Um, yeah. So one of the things that, that stood out to me in the article okay. is youth engagement in the process and some of the numbers around that. Yeah. Um, because the narrative around young voters is that they don't show up. Mm. Um, and so when a, a candidate or an issue is reliant on young voters, usually it does not succeed mm. um or at least that's the na- that's the sort of dominant narrative about about it right um and so there have been some years where i think that might have been true uh but this year seems to be different yes. um and i think it, it shifted in 2018 um in the wake of the trump administration and all the stuff they were doing that was in the news mm. um yes. and that we were all focused on daily um but according to the article, um, the Harvard Institute of Politics, quote, found that as many young people said they definitely intend to vote this fall as did in 2018. Mm. Um, so that feels a little promising to yes. me, um, especially when you're considering all the things we need to look uh, or we need to do to block the continued expansion of the right wing Republican Party that seems to have uh, taken over that entire institution. Um of, of the party. Absolutely. So, yeah. There's, there's, um, I think there's some promise in, in people being activated and energized yes. to respond to 
continue to respond to the stuff that's been happening. Yeah, I appreciate the sort of um, work there to challenge that that dominant narrative, right? Mm, that we've mm-hmm. heard, right? And I think and I didn't actually take notes on this per se, but you know, the there was part of the article that I think towards the end of it that talked about you know you young voter engagement, right? And just getting um, registered to vote, right? And the number yeah. of eighteen year olds that are just doing that, and I think it's so much more, even from when we were 18, it is so much more part of the culture now, right? For young people yeah. to sort of uh, get registered as soon as possible and then to bring their peers along, their younger peers along in that process, right? And so it's just the sort of, um, it's the thing to do um, mm-hmm. for our young people more so than it has ever been. And I think that has a lot of promise for us, right? Yeah, and I think that's spreading because I think that, so... I think given the context I grew up in Florida, um, it felt more like the thing to do because we, my generation, we all remember the 2000 election. Ah, um, yes. And how narrow the, the so-called vote count was. Right. <laughs> um, and all of the, 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 the things that went wrong in that um, presidential election. Um, and so it, for me anyway, and I think a lot of my peers like in high school when we turned 18 it was like yep this is what we go. have to do um, yeah uh, and I th- I think that wasn't necessarily true everywhere that was yeah. just like that was a very specific context for because you all were living in it right yeah um, I'm so. sure you couldn't escape it I'm sure every time you oh. turn on the radio yeah. because it was the radio at the time <laughs> the, we television. Had TV. the television <laughs> I was coming with that yeah. next right like it was everywhere so yeah. it was uh, very so uh, much so important for you all um, mm-hmm. in your context. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, so I, I think we, we've we seen that in so many ways, this sort of youth engagement and young folks um, getting registered to vote and stepping up in a real way to do that. Um, one of the other things that Ronald talks about in this article is just about the characteristics of younger voters, yeah. um, of these millennial and Gen Z voters, right? And so he talked about how they are, um, more racially diverse, right? Mm-hmm. They uh, more likely, they're more likely to have post-secondary degrees. Um, they're less likely to identify with with a religion or a religious tradition, right? Yep. And so I, that you know, I, I had to stop there and think a little bit, right? I think when you think about who our young voters are and how they identify, it's it's not difficult to see what they might deem as important issues to them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and in terms of who they support. Right. So um, part of this article talked about what we saw with the runoff victories of Georgia Senators John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock back in 2021. Right. Mm. Um, right. They showed out in droves to support them and to vote for them and to get them in office. And I think what we're seeing now is how that's playing out with these same young voters and, and more young voters um, as Warnock is going up against Herschel Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's an important note for anyone running for office um, to be aware of and, you know, um, to, to be excited about, right? But yeah. also in terms of a commitment to doing work that's important to your constituents, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to do work to that appeals to them, that represents their interest in what they want. Um, and, and so you have to sort of recognize that and know that as, as important too. Yeah, and that's you know the electorate is shifting to be younger. Yeah, like the their bigger pieces of the electorate are from younger generations, right? Uh, and the the values um, that they hold that they hold are, have shifted. Absolutely, and, and so um, 
and I, not everybody has caught up to that. No. So, and certain folks, maybe like a Herschel Walker, don't necessarily represent them. <laughs> what do you What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> something wrong with that particular set we'll, of issues. Anyway, we'll talk offline about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard much about him. <laughs> just, just kidding. More jokes, um, everybody. All right. So an, another thing that I think um, we talked about this a little bit, but is a driving issue for people is um, abortion and reproductive access, yes. reproductive justice, healthcare, um, and I think the reason why young people will turn out is directly in the article is this gulf in values around abortion mm. um, between some of the the folks who are in power uh, and the people who are voting yes um, particularly the young people who are voting the article says quote fully 70 percent of adults younger than 30 said in a pew research center poll this summer that abortion should remain legal in all or most circumstances which is by far the most of any age group. Yeah. So this vast difference between younger adults and the, the older parts of the electorate hopefully means that younger voters are recognizing the importance in turning out yep. um, in these elections f- from now on, basically. Right. Uh, because not everything can be or should be dictated by the older portions of our population um, that seem to, at least according to these no- numbers, these polls, lean more conservative for candidates and, and some of the issues that are that end up on ballots. Absolutely. I mean, I think, I don't know, I think the issue of abortion, reproductive rights and health care mm-hmm. and, and, as you call it, reproductive justice, I think, I think those are going to be the most significant issues of our time and certainly of these upcoming yeah. elections that we're going to go through, right? And, and I hope they are issues that, change the landscape of our politics and our society for the better right Be- yeah. and you know and thinking about about you know, the the stat that you pulled there 70 percent of 70. young adults under yeah. 30 right believe this to be true and and want abortion to be legal um i think young people across the board have strong feelings about this right and so yeah. um and i think it's one that folks are going to, those folks in particular are going to show up to the polls for yeah Absolutely. And part of it is none of us know a world until recently where that wasn't the case. Right. Um, Because it was 30 and younger, like Roe was 50. Yep. um, Yep. When it was overturned. And so none of us knew anything different in that in that group um, of young people. So, um, yeah, I I think that's a big part of it, too, is just the the what seems ubiquitous right. is now under attack and that seems like just weird. It seems weird. weird and it's and it seems um you know I think this generation has a real desire to um want to protect folks rights. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh what a concept. What a concept, right? And so when it is under attack in this way for so many folks, it is um there's a clash, right? There is yeah. a there's a dissonance and um yeah, the, I think this generation wants to do something about that. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. Very mm-hmm. good. Um all right, well, let's shift gears here, I think, and and talk about application, right? Yep. Um, one of the things I, I, I just want to reiterate that I talked about earlier is just how important this midterm election season is, right? Um, 
And, and that's a huge reason why, again, I wanted to bring this article to the table today. And so I hope folks who are listening, and I'm sure you are because you're listening to this podcast and to these two guys here. Mm. Um, you know, I hope folks are, are planning to be engaged and to vote wherever you live uh, because the stakes just continue to be so high with all of the issues that are on the table and um, have an effect on people's lives across the country. So um, that's sort of one thing I'm thinking about. It's just the importance of voting, right, and getting out there and being engaged with these issues. The The other thing I've been thinking about as application that I'm taking away from this is just the idea of the power of young voters and, and especially yeah. young voters of color in this country. And I, I just feel really inspired by what I've seen um, in terms of their engagement uh, and their desire to make real change happen. Uh and, and certainly their demands for real change to happen, right? Yeah. So I I just I feel inspired by that, and I want to do all I can. Um, and, you know, we're still young. We're in this. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, but I want to do all I can to, to support that. So, yeah. Mm, How about mm-hmm. you? Yeah, I think my application is sort of connected to that. Um, I think for a long time, to a lot of people, voting didn't feel like it mattered yeah. so much. Um, the parties weren't all that far apart on a lot of policies. Um, there were you know, a few things that were stark differences, but a lot of it was really similar or felt similar um, once it was implemented. Um, but I think given the sort of chasm that has opened up in the way that um, – Things have happened post uh, Trump and during Trump, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, a lot of that started with Obama and yeah. the strong feelings about right Obama. and the Tea Party. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think we have a, a party that seems hell bent on taking everything over um, with their very narrow and, in my opinion, dangerous mm. worldview. Yes. Um, and we have to block them in order to have a world from which we can build the world we need. Um, and I think, you know, to connect back to what you said about what young voters of color, the power that young voters of color have in this country and young voters sort of broadly, um, one of the quotes from the article from, from one of the organizers that was quoted was, um, we made the difference in 2020 in these runoff Senate elections. We elected Ashaf, Ossoff and, um, and uh, Warnock, Warnock to yep. the Senate. Yep. And we have to show up. We have to do it again. We've got to keep Warnock in the Senate. Um, we made that difference then. We're going to make it now. I'm paraphrasing now, obviously. Yep. Um, or maybe not. I'm paraphrasing. Um, and I think that that is so crucial that it matters and, and the work that we're doing, how we are sort of collectively showing up um, to the polls is going to is going to keep some semblance of um, uh, democracy of 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 something for us to build upon. Absolutely, yeah. I, I love. I just love that phrasing, and it means so much to me. This idea of you know building the world that we need, right? And so mm. this is the way to do that. And I, I'm glad you brought up uh, that young organizer who talked about we did this, yeah, right. And we got to do it again, and we're going to keep showing up, right? Yeah. I think young people see the impact that they're having, um, and that's inspiring to them. Uh, and moving to them, and so they're going to keep doing it, and I sure hope they do. And you yeah. know, to my point earlier, I want to do all I can to to support it. So uh, I love that. Um, all right, so let's talk about homework. 
Yep. And what we want to do when we leave this uh, table of ours today, um, one of the things that this article in our conversation has made me think of is the work we do in our day jobs yeah. uh, with the college students that we work with every day. Um, and, you know, I think we, the two of us in particular, work at an institution that has some dedicated staff and faculty and, and student leaders, engaged student leaders who are uh, dedicated to civic engagement, right, and mm -hmm. to doing the work to get students registered to vote and educated on the issues, educated on how to vote um, and, and the like, right? But I think I could do, for me, I think I could do some more of that work too and engage in that a little bit more. And so mm -hmm. I want to do some thinking about how I'm engaging with my students and, and the students in my realm of influence around civic yeah. engagement um, and figure out what that could look like moving forward. I mean, a simple example, literally from today, and I can't recall if you were in the office or not when this happened, but one of my students was talking about having a, the sample ballot mailed to her and yep. her friends were talking about, you know, why are you sitting and reading that? <laughs> and she talked about how her, this was something her mom always did and her mom still does. And it's important to her. And she doesn't want to show up to the, to, to vote, not knowing what the issues are that she's going to vote. And I, it just was like, brava, like, yep. absolutely. Like, I'm sure your friends are great, but you tell them like, this is important and this is why. Um, and so, you know, uh, I'm now connecting the fact that like, I did some of that today. Right. And it was subtle and it was, it was just some words, but it meant, it meant something and I wanted to support her in that. Um, and so I just want to think more about what I might be able to do on sort of that and the small scale like that, but maybe even broader than that. So, yeah. yeah. What about you? Uh, I, the homework here is to vote. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> this episode I will be released November 2nd. Um, we are in the early voting period in lots of states that have early voting uh, across the country. Yeah. Um, election day is November 8th. So that's six days away. Uh, from when we released this episode. Um, so, you know, look up the ballot initiative language before you go to vote so you know what you're voting on. That's right. That language is often confusing. Yes. Uh, and I think it's made that way on purpose. So mm -hmm. we don't know what we're actually uh, in favor of because the language obfuscates that. Yes. Um, so get ready, read your sample ballot, get your sample ballot. Um, our ballot is. Long. long there is a lot yes. to, on which we're voting um in uh this county here and you know there's there's national elections there's state stuff there's county stuff so um and all of it matters um to 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 quality of life the local stuff sometimes even more so than the national stuff. absolutely so, um yeah get out there for early voting mail in your ballot if that's what you plan to do um you know get out there on november 8th and Let's let's start here and then build the world we need. Oh, man, absolutely. Well, and I think the other the flip side of that is I'm also excited then and additional homework we'll do is to just watch the returns and to see mm -hmm. what happens and certainly what happens here in our county and our state, as you say. But um, there are, as I, I think I said at the top of this, there's so many really important and critical elections and decisions that are about to be made in the coming weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, that will have a will we'll make a difference and will have an impact on real people's lives. And so um, I'm eager to see how it all plays out. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, my friend, you are up next time. What are you bringing to the table in our next episode? Yeah. Um, so speaking of uh, building the world we need, oh. um, I'm bringing the rebellious life of Rosa Parks 
um, which is a documentary, yeah. which was just released a couple weeks ago on Peacock. Um, so as you could probably tell by the uh, title, it's about Rosa Parks what? Uh, and her life of radical politics and activism. Uh, the narrative around her um, that I think we hear in school um, is that, you know, she sat down on that bus in the whites only section just because she was tired. Mm. Um, and it's n- that it wasn't a deliberate act of rebellion against the Southern apartheid system. Um, and that's nonsense because she did that on purpose. It was, it was a coordinated effort and action um, by her and by the other organizers around her. Absolutely. Um, and so I'm excited to watch this and learn more about Rosa Parks's life and her organizing and um, and all of that. So Absolutely. Yeah. I was uh, over the moon excited when you found this mm-hmm. and, and told me about it and said, I'm going to bring this. And I was like, you're damn right you are. Like, yeah. This seems amazing. And yeah, it'll be in. I'm excited for us also to think about the ways in which, you know, as we do every week, right? But think about the ways in which we can connect the stories and what we learn here about Rosa Park, Parks and her life and her organizing, as you say, um, to yeah. the work we're doing today, right? Mm-hmm. And the work that needs to happen. Uh, so I'm, I, I can't wait. I cannot wait to watch it. So thanks yeah. for bringing it. Absolutely. Very good. All right, folks, with that, we want to thank you for joining us today and for listening to Interdependent Study. Uh, this is a shocker but you know what I'm going to ask you to do here. Uh, Please follow us, leave a rating and review, share our podcast with everyone you know, follow us on social media, sign up for our email list, get notified about all the things we've got going on behind the scenes. Yes, thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's not about us, but it is about voting Ron DeSantis out of office. Oh boy. All you folks in Florida. Um, And all the other people too. Absolutely. Um, All right, we'll talk to you next week.